to all who come to this happy place. Welcome to my magical travel information series. My name is Rachel and I am a travel agent with the company Small World Big Fun, where we make big fun easy. This is your one-stop shop for information about Disney destinations and universal vacations. For more details on all of these topics and to stay up on the latest news, please like and follow my Facebook page, Rachel Tilvis Small World Big Fun. So with that, let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two. Today we are discussing Disney food, uh, more specifically the Food and Wine Festival, which is happening right now, and some of our favorite Disney restaurants. I'm here again with my husband, Zach. Hey, howdy, hey. Again, practice that. Uh, So I want to start, since we're going to talk about our favorite food places, I don't feel like it would be fair if we didn't start with a brief explanation of the Food and Wine Festival that's going on right now in Epcot. So normally when you go to Epcot, you can try cuisine authentic to 11 countries from around the world. During the Food and Wine Festival, which this year is running from late August until November 12th, people can sample food in over 40 locations, totaling about 300 things to try, both beverages and food. All of these items are available for purchase at kiosks that are set up around the World Showcase, intermixed with the countries that are stationary, so the ones that you see every day of the year. Um, It's neat because a lot of these food items come in smaller portions, so it makes it easier to sample a lot of different things versus just eating one big meal and then not wanting to or not being able to try something else. Yeah, so we talked about or we've talked about in the past one wanting to go around and just spend a, an evening at Epcot and eat the food from all the different kiosks in different countries during the Food and Wine Festival. So we've done it um, during normal season, I guess you can call it, uh, non-festival time. With and, just the 11 countries. And we've stopped at multiple countries, but we've never really done it during the food and wine festival so to try to get us a little bit more options we would try to get down there and see as many as possible so in addition to all of the food that is available for purchase you can also attend different concerts seminars lectures cooking demonstrations and classes the festival center is located in the old what used to be called wonders of life pavilion i don't know if it's called that anymore Uh, You can see some of the things there that I just mentioned, the different classes and lectures, and of course, purchase exclusive food and wine festival merchandise. You can always purchase exclusive merchandise. (laughs) Yes, there's, yeah. Okay. Um, Do you have anything else to say? Um, Just, I know one thing that that is different this year is it is the longest um, food and wine festival that they've ever had, so... I'm guessing they're going to keep trying to make them longer and longer, but eventually they're going to run out of days to do it. But yeah, this year is the longest one that they've ever had. Okay, so moving on to our favorite uh, places to eat in Walt Disney World. So we, we broke this up into a few different categories, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert in the park and out of the park. So eight different restaurants that we're each going to talk about. And then there's an honorable mention category, just in case you had to say one that necessarily wasn't your favorite in that in that place. Uh, neither one of us know what the other person's going to say, so I really hope that we don't overlap a lot, uh, even though I think we might. <laughs> so we'll see. Let's 
start. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, yeah, you can go. You can go first. All right. So our first topic is in a park breakfast. I picked the Crystal Palace, which is in the Magic Kingdom, right off of Main Street. Uh, for those of you on the Disney Dining Plan, it is one table service credit per person. They have buffets for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it is home to my favorite childhood characters, which who are Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Eeyore. As I mentioned, it is a buffet style, so there's a traditional buffet breakfast, but there's also an omelet station. You can get desserts, fruit, oatmeal, but the highlight of Crystal Palace and why we continue to go back time and time and time and time again per trip sometimes is located in Pooh's Kids Corner, which is probably at knee height because the little kids are supposed to be able to get their food by themselves. And they have what's called Pooh's French Toast, which I have lovingly renamed as Fried Sugary Goodness. It is basically waffle batter, deep fried, really quick, and then rolled in cinnamon sugar. And it is amazing. Yeah, I mean, you we Googled it one time to see if there was a, a make-at-home recipe, and it wasn't even close. I mean, it is phenomenal. Yeah, we, we've tried it and failed. It didn't work. All right. Go ahead. So I want to give you the Lee Corso not-so-fast from college game day since we're in college football season now. Yeah. So my pick um, for breakfast in the park is actually Hollywood and Vine. Um, Most, well, I wouldn't say most people, but I'm going to say most people um, probably wouldn't pick Hollywood and Vine since there are many other options for breakfast. Um, But with Hollywood and Vine being a character breakfast... It's located in Hollywood Studios, and there are characters that are in Hollywood and Vine are Sophia the First, Doc McStuffins, Jake the Pirate, and Roadster Goofy. But my opinion, the highlight of the food on the buffet is the make-your-own-breakfast burrito. And I have yet to find it anywhere else on Disney property, but it is fantastic. Oh, that, and just to make a note, that is one table service credit per person for breakfast lunch and dinner it is considered a character meal at all the meals are we going to out of park breakfast next out of park breakfast okay all right my favorite out of park breakfast is chef mickey's it is located in the contemporary so it's neat because you get to the magic kingdom and then you can ride the monorail to get there um that's something that we'll talk about in a later podcast, but the monorail is really cool and pretty exclusive to Walt Disney World and Las Vegas. <laughs> so, um, it serves breakfast, brunch, and dinner for one table service credit per person. Um, Chef Mickey's is a huge advantage for parents who don't like to wait in line for autographs because you get to meet, greet, and get autographs and take photos with Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, and Pluto. Uh, This, too, is a buffet-style breakfast. You get a pretty traditional American buffet-style breakfast, but the highlight, again, of the food is a dessert item. They have cinnamon roll pancakes. Mm -hmm. It's basically cinnamon rolls smushed into a pancake, and then it's got the the vanilla icing on it. Um, But my favorite part of Chef, Chef Mickey's is I really like to watch little kids meet Mickey for the first time. Um, it just 
is something that's really cool. Having been there so many times, you don't lose the that excitement, but to watch somebody who's three, four, or five see Mickey Mouse for the first time is just really cool. Yeah, so for my pick of Out of the Park, I'm going to give you another Lee Corso. Nice pick! <laughs> I also went with Chef Mickey's, um, which is located in the Contemporary. Um, my my pick for pretty much the same reasons. Um, with it being in the contemporary, it's very easy access from a lot of the a lot of the hotels and Magic Kingdom with the with the monorail, and it's very nice in being able to eat breakfast and be able to look up and see the monorail passing over you. And the again, monorail I is Zach's favorite yeah, ride. I, I do love the monorail, and I'm sorry it's getting a little old, but there are rumors of getting a new one. But we'll get to that later. So, I also had the cinnamon roll pancakes down there. I have seen people put ice cream on top of them and actually treating it like a dessert. Good for them. But I also enjoy like seeing the excitement that goes on. And whenever, I think it's about every half hour or so, they get a party going and everybody has their napkins in the air waving around like terrible towels. So, getting everybody excited for... For Mickey and, and all his friends. But yeah, Chef Mickey's is is probably my out-of-park favorite breakfast. Woo! Alright, we're going to move to lunch. Uh, we're going to start back in the park. So let me just preface this by saying that when Zach and I got married, we had a Beauty and the Beast-themed wedding, pretty much. Uh, all of our invitations were Be Our Guest instead of Save the Date. Our centerpieces were the red rose that uh, the Beast has in the West Wing. So it was a no-brainer for me when we got to pick our lunch in the park. It is Be Our Guest restaurant uh, in the Beast Castle. It is in Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom. It surprisingly is worth one quick service credit for breakfast and lunch and two table credits for dinner. Um, So it's actually a really great deal for people who want to see the castle but don't have a bunch of table credits to be spending. You can walk around and see all the different parts of the castle without having to use two of your table credits. So there are three rooms in the Beast Castle that you can pick where you sit um, for breakfast and lunch and then your seated table table service style for dinner. Uh, The Grand Ballroom, which is the first room that you see when you walk in. It's absolutely breathtaking. Bell's Library is to your right, and to your left is the West Wing. The West Wing, in my opinion, is a really cool place to pop in and look for about three minutes, but it is really dark, and I don't think we've ever eaten in there because of how difficult it is to actually eat, but you can see... In the movie, how the beast came through and was clawing at pictures. I mean, everything is so authentic. And in the far corner, kind of hidden like it is in the movie, uh, the red rose is there and you can take pictures with it and you can see it. And it's just a really neat experience. For lunch is when we typically go, obviously. (laughs) So you can pre-order your meal, I think, 30 days in advance. I think it's actually 60. Is it 60 now? Okay, so, and it is magically delivered to your table. I don't actually know how they do it so i'm just gonna chalk it up to disney magic if you know don't say it (laughs) um but when when we go they have soups and sandwiches the fries are amazing per my mother she'll tell anyone who who asks uh if the be our guest restaurant's any good uh but my favorite 
again, gosh, the theme is they have gray stuff cupcakes for dessert. So it's a chocolate cupcake with cool at frosting um, that that is they refer to as the gray stuff. And it's just, it's really cool. They did a really great job designing that. And oh, um, I wanted to talk really quick about why it's worth two table service credits. So sometimes it's a character meal. The Beast is not guaranteed at every dinner or he's there for an hour. It was kind of unclear, but it, it there wasn't, uh, he's definitely going to be there. You, you take your picture and all that kind of stuff. So I recommend it for lunch because it's a great quick service option. It's nice and cool and kind of dark <laughs> and gets you out of the hot Florida sun for a little while. Yeah, and most people, they really just want to get inside. They hear about Beast Castle and all that, so they want to be able to see inside. And lunch is a great option to get in there just to just to see it. And, yeah, we, we've never eaten there for dinner. I don't know if that will change at all in the future, but... Yeah, lunch is lunch is great there, but my pick is actually over at Animal Kingdom, and it's Flame Tree Barbecue. So Flame Tree Barbecue is one of the. It actually might be the only place inside of all four parks where you can walk up at any time and get ribs. I mean, you you can actually walk up and get ribs or a pulled pork sandwich or what I. My favorite thing there is probably they they have loaded fries with pulled pork, and they also have mac and cheese that's loaded with pulled pork on top of it. So that is a quick service meal, and it is it's probably one of my one of my favorite quick services in general, not just for lunch, but but breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's probably my number one spot. And I know recently, probably within the last five years or so, they they added pav- new covered pavilions all over where you can eat so i remember when animal kingdom first opened up there was just one small little eating area but with the popularity of flame tree barbecue rising uh they had to build some more spots to get out of the florida sun and yeah flame flame tree barbecue is my is my favorite lunch in the park okay moving on to lunch out of the park i guess i stretched this one a little bit i really enjoy the espn club It's on the boardwalk behind Epcot. It is one table service credit per person, and it's a lot of bar food. So Zach mentioned a few minutes ago that it's football season, and we are avid football watchers, but we are also avid basketball watchers, um, college professional. We kind of watch all the sports. sports. Hockey. Hockey is a big one, too. So we, we are in Disney World all times of year. And ESPN Club is a great place for us to go and grab some food and watch the game. Um, so even if our team isn't necessarily playing, um, it's a really fun environment to watch other people watch their sports, which if you're in the same room with two rival people or two rival groups, it gets pretty interesting and funny, especially when they're at a bar drinking alcohol. <laughs> so like I mentioned, it's bar food, so you can get nachos, burgers, sandwiches, wings, chili, salads. Um, it's wall-to-wall televisions, big, small, you name it. When you get there, they'll ask you if you want to watch a specific game or if you're just here to eat. So on game day, it can get really crowded depending on the level of excitement, I guess. So it's really important to get there early if you definitely want to watch something. But if you're just there 
ready to hang out and be social, then ESPN Club is the place to be. Nice pick. Thank nice you. Pick. Thanks. Yep, I, I as well went with the ESPN Club for lunch at the oh. boardwalk. So here we are again, overlapping our out picks. Of the but, park. <laughs> but here we, it it says something for us. I mean, we we've been there a lot. And we have our we have our favorites, and they just so happen to be the same in a lot of cases. But yeah, for for the ESPN Club, I've I've had a lot of memories in the ESPN Club when it comes to watching some some sporting events uh, there. So I, my family, whenever I was growing up, we used to always go for my birthday, which was around which was around Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving is a very big football time, and it's it also still is around Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, he's turning thirty. Thanks for the reminder, but. Yeah, so around Thanksgiving is always is rivalry weekend. So I've watched many Ohio State-Michigan games or Clemson-South Carolina games, Florida-Florida State, and it, it, it's, a very, it's a very fun atmosphere to be in. If you're not at the game and, and they sit everybody, they split everybody up, Ohio State and Michigan, I mean, it, it actually feels like you're, you're part of it and you're there. So it, and it's also one of the few places to actually watch a sporting event at Disney. So most of the restaurants there, they, they don't have TVs or anything like that because they try to make you feel like you're away from it all. And the ESPN Club is my way of, of getting in touch with all of the sporting world that's going on. But yeah, the food's great. I'm a big bar food type of guy. So all the wings and nachos and I'll even have a salad there every once in a while. It's really good. But yeah, their, their food's fantastic. And it's it's a great place to to get some sporting events in and sit down and have a cold one and enjoy the rest of the afternoon. All right, so moving on to dinner in the park. Forgive me, I'm going to say this incorrectly, I think, probably, but my favorite in-park dinner restaurant is Hipan Ito. It is in Epcot in the World Showcase in Japan. Uh, it is open for lunch and dinner, and it is one table service credit per person. So if you've ever been to Hibachi Japan or Wasabi, it is a Hibachi style meal. Um, The chefs are really fun and they're interactive and entertaining uh, like you would find in any other traditional Hibachi restaurant. But it's kind of cool because all throughout the World Showcase, people that work there are from the country that they're representing. They're more more than likely college students or something like that trying to, to come to America for some sort of experience. And so it's it's authentic. Uh, when we were there in it was just when was in, it? in May, Fourth uh, of July. For for Fourth of July, um, there our chef was a girl from Japan. She was a, a chef that was learning, and it, she was really fun. She was really funny. It was it was a good time. Um, they have sushi, steaks, salmon, chicken, shrimp, scallops, some tofu options, um, and you can combine some of those things even. So. It, it makes for a really nice evening. Yeah, that that was my first time ever eating there was in 4th of July. I've had hibachi up here, um, but it's a different experience eating it down at Disney World because you get that Disney flair to it whenever you're eating with your chef. But my pick is over in Hollywood Studios. It is actually the Sci-Fi Dine-In. And it it actually got a reminder of it the other day. Uh, we were sitting down going through pictures and we saw the the eating in the cars and it it made me a little excited again because I remember growing up going there to eat 
and it's a it's an experience. You actually walk in, and the lights are all dark, and you have a feel like you're at a drive-in movie. So you actually eat inside of the car. Uh, the menu is pretty broad, and I actually we haven't eaten there in a few years, so I looked up the menu this morning, and I got excited again. And I saw the menu; it looks like it changed a little bit. They had they had some burgers on there, and then they also had a barbecue platter that had pork. Ribs, chicken, sausage, cornbread, coleslaw, and baked beans, and that, that is, is not driving food. That, it's not, but it is <laughs> minus the beans. That is right up my alley. And I know we're not on dessert yet, but I scrolled down and looked at the dessert, and they had something on there. It was a warm glazed donut with cinnamon apples and vanilla ice cream, and I just leaned back and I got excited. I mean, if that doesn't get he's, you excited to go to dinner. He's actually drooling. I, I mean, I am saliva pumped. And I, I, I actually want to go there and eat now. Um, but yeah, I mean, the combination of the food and the atmosphere, watching the old movies and old flicks on the giant screen in front of you while you're eating in the car, it, it doesn't. It doesn't get much better than that, and that's what that's what Disney's all about. And and they did it right whenever it came to the sci-fi dine-in at Hollywood Studios. I just I want to add to that for a quick second because I was talking to a client yesterday actually about the restaurant. She had expressed an interest in it, but she was a little bit concerned that the movies that they play were scary movies. And so I just want to clarify that really fast. They <laughs> it's like the Blob. It, I mean, it's not an actual scary movie. You got the fake screaming and the the whole thing, but they only play pieces parts. So if there's a part that you're like, eh, I don't really know, you know, little Timmy, just turn your head this way. I mean, it's over in a couple minutes, and then you can just go back to your regularly scheduled dinner. Um, but it's not actually scary movies. It's the old, like, Dan- yeah, it's, Danny it's and black, Sandy at the drive-in, and, and you're like, and what the heck? Yeah, you can tell it's it's a movie. It's not the stuff that we have today. Right. Okay. Dinner... Out of the park. Really excited for this one, actually. Um, It's T-Rex. It is in Disney Springs, and it is one table service credit per person. They are open for lunch and dinner. And this restaurant is always slammed, so they must be doing something right. I mean, it is always busy. If you don't have a reservation and you walk up, it's like a two-hour wait on a Tuesday. It's it's ridiculous. So food-wise, you can get a little bit of everything. Uh, ribs, salads, I've, I get a burger, their French onion soup is really good. They have this dessert that it's for four. Yeah, it's got dry ice and it's for four people. And I always tell him that we can eat it as two people and he never lets me, but I digress. Um, so the, the theming of this... It's four slices of cake. <laughs> There's two of us. <laughs> Any pizza is a personal pizza if you believe in yourself. Okay, anyway... The really cool aspect of this restaurant is the theming. It is full of real-life dinosaurs that move and breathe and make noise. And every 20 minutes, it's kind of chaos, but the lights flicker and it's a little loud, but there's a meteor shower that, that comes. And I don't know if it's supposed to replicate the one that wipes out the dinosaurs, 
or that's the beginning of what wipes out the dinosaurs. But I mean, the, they all go crazy. They all start making noise and moving around. And it, it's really cool. Uh, the restaurant is a little bit crowded. They tried to put a lot of tables in the space that they had, but you are able to get up and walk around. And it's neat because there are signs that say the name of the dinosaur, what era they're from, do they eat meat, plants. <laughs> Just, I mean, it, it's a little bit of a learning experience, but it's a really neat environment. You, you do get used to the meteor shower, by the way. The first one, you're kind of like, what the heck's going on? And then you can continue conversation through the next couple. Yeah, you, you see that the servers are very used to it. It's they're, I mean, it happens every 20 minutes, so it's very repetitive for them. But yeah, after the first one, even your ki- your kids might freak out a little bit. But after the first one, you're it's just another, another light show. I would definitely encourage people if they're... If they want to, if they're curious but unsure, to yep. YouTube it and just take a look because it's not scary; it's just loud. It, it like catches it, you off guard. Yeah, you're you're not expecting that at dinner. So if you're unsure, I mean, it's my it's my favorite one, so I highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, go ahead. All right, so so I'm actually I'm gonna stay at Disney Springs as well, um, but I'm gonna pick the Boathouse. Now, the Boathouse is a signature restaurant for Disney, and it is a two-credit table service meal. Whenever we decide we're going down to Disney, I seem to always ask Rachel a question. Oh, well, if you could go one place, where would you want to eat? And and she always throws T-Rex out there, and I know that's coming. But I said, well, if you could pick another one, where would (laughs) would you pick? And... We always end up agreeing to go back to the boathouse. Now, I'm not a very big seafood person, and that's probably their specialty is seafood. But there's, I'm, I'm not a seafood person at all. <laughs> it's just straight up. If it's not Long John Silver's, I don't like it. <laughs> so, I'm I'm a steak guy, and the boathouse probably has my favorite filet. I've I've been to a lot of steakhouses around the country and the boathouse is right up there with them with all of them. So yeah, the boathouse when when you get a fillet, you can order whatever side you'd like with it and I normally get the mac and cheese and, and it has red pepper flakes in it. It's yeah, really it's good. it's really good. I've I've brought leftovers back on an airplane with me and ate it for lunch the next day at work. It's true. It's it's that good. You get the warm bread and on top of that the service there. The service is fantastic. They we, work together. The service, you work together as a team. So you don't ever get stranded by your server being busy with 10 other tables. They all work together. Right. We. It seems like you have four different people there trying to assist you when it comes to bringing your food or drink or just taking ta- or taking plates away from the table. But yeah, the, the boathouse, it's, it's special to me. It's really good. You get a great view if you have a window seat that overlooks the the water at Disney Springs, where you can see across and see Saratoga Springs. They also also have outside seating, but we've never eaten out there because it's always really too yeah, hot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really hot. They have a yeah, they have a really nice bar area inside, and they also have a really nice one um, outside that's actually over top of the water. Uh, but we've never been down there. I've Always looked down there, wanted to walk down there, but we get seated right away, so we always just go and sit down. But 
Yeah, the boathouses. Even if you get there early, they're always, I mean, not like three hours early, but we usually show up 15 minutes or so ahead of time. And yeah. there's always, they're, they're always really efficient. So, yeah, if, if, you're, at, if you're at Disney Springs and, and you want to use a two-table credit, I, I highly suggest uh, giving the boathouse a try because there's something there for everybody. And now the best part, dessert. All right, so we're going to start in the park, and please don't be upset, but my answer is two answers, and it's also kind of a cop-out. So the first, the first, (laughs) he's making ugly faces at me. The first dessert is, you can eat it really at all times of day, but there is a kiosk when you're headed back to the World Showcase that has croissant donuts rolled in cinnamon sugar so i like those (laughs) apparently um you i mean i don't really know how to describe it it's a croissant so it's flaky and it has lots of layers but it's shaped like a donut and it's rolled in cinnamon sugar and it's great i think you can put ice cream on it i never have because i just feel like it would ruin it but if somebody does it please let me know I would like to, to hear your feedback, but yeah, I think well, it's delightful. And piggybacking off of that, since since we're in the Food and Wine Festival, I saw that they are actually having, I don't you call them decorated donuts, or anyway, yes. iced, they iced all of the, not all of the, but you have the option to get an iced croissant mm-hmm. donut with chocolate icing or vanilla icing with different toppings on it. And that looks fantastic. So, good pick for that. Okay, so my second answer to the dessert. Oh, you, get I, I like, p- you get two picks? I get a lot of picks. I also picked anywhere in the park that you can purchase a Mickey premium ice cream bar. They are my favorite. <laughs> they have been my favorite ever since I was a little girl. That was made pretty obvious by our little picture that is associated with our podcast. It's a little Mickey bar. I just, I love them. They, it's actually kind of funny because I'm a moderately health-oriented person, and that's actually one of the best desserts that you can get if you're trying to watch calories. I read that. I don't watch calories at this point. I know that you don't. But there are some people that would still like to be mindful and not walk around with pants that have to be three sizes bigger. But they are really good. They're a little hard to eat when it's super hot summertime because it's just an ice cream bar wrapped dipped in chocolate so it is it is very fun watching little kids walking by you just struggling eating one of them with with the chocolate dripping down their face and the ice cream down their hand so it is that is fun they taste fantastic but it might even be more fun to watch a little kid try to eat one or me in July. Because <laughs> it, it just drops chocolate. And then you have to pick it up. Because always, if you drop Mickey Bar chocolate, please be a decent human being and pick it up. <laughs> because if not, other people will step in it. And then they will ruin their shoes. And it will just stink. I also think, now that I'm thinking about it, that it's a snack credit. You can use mm-hmm. one of one of your snack credits for okay. a Mickey Bar. Okay, go ahead. So, I, I picked one item. In the park. That's fine. And you can get it, I believe it, I believe at three of the theme parks. You can get it at Magic Kingdom. You can get it at Epcot during certain times of the year. And you can get it at Animal Kingdom. I picked the Dole Whip. 
No, oh, real original, whatever. No, the Dole Whip is fantastic. It really, <laughs> it really is. I mean, I love pineapple and I love ice cream, and you mix them together. What more can you want? So Mickey bar. No, you want a Dole Whip. <laughs> so the Dole Whip, you can actually get. I believe it was dur- we were there during the Flower and Garden Festival, mm-hmm. and at Epcot. They had a Dole Whip that had Fanta in it, the pop, and it was amazing. I remember telling your mom that after I had it that there was no way I could eat it any other way, and it it is fantastic. But yeah, the, my my favorite is the Dole Whip. Um, it Magic Kingdom you can get the the Dole Whip, their pineapple float that is the Dole Whip with pineapple juice mixed in, well extra pineapple juice. And it is great on a hot day in Florida. It's, I mean, it's awesome. I do believe that's a snack credit as well. It, I believe it's a snack credit as well, yes. I'm, I'm not um, well-versed in Dole Whip. I am. All right. This one makes me extra excited. Dessert out of the park. All right, dessert out of the park. Sprinkles Cupcakes are the world's best cupcakes. I will make that declaration to anyone any day of the week. So at Disney Springs, there is a place called Sprinkles Cupcakes. They do not accept Magic Band as a form of payment because their machine never seems to work, and they do not accept the dining plan. But that's okay because it's worth it. So just a quick backstory: I first got a Sprinkles Cupcake when we were in Las Vegas, I, I don't drink alcohol, but I do have a weak spot for desserts. So I was super excited to try Sprinkles Cupcakes because they just looked so good and they were so fun and colorful. And then I had it five times in four days. Oops. Uh, it, Sprinkles Cupcakes have the perfect ratio of cupcake to frosting. So you're not overwhelmingly like, globbing to frosting, but there isn't none at all. I mean, it's just perfect. So they have their signature cupcake, which is called the Sprinkle Cupcake, which is a Funfetti cupcake with buttercream frosting and the tiny little Funfetti ball sprinkles. Um, You can also get a glass of milk to go with it, which I think really just makes it extra perfect because why not? Zach also uh, gets a thing called the Sprinkle Sundae, which is a cupcake that's split in half and then there's a scoop of ice cream in the middle. And it really is just a special treat. I mean, I've had sprinkles in a few other cities that you know we're, we're fortunate enough to be able to travel to, and I just get really excited because you're you walk over the bridge in Disney Springs, and there it is. That that's a that's a good pick. I almost went with that, <gasps> oh. um, but I went over at the boardwalk. I picked Ample Hills Creamery. Now, I I really like ice cream. I'm not a huge dessert person, but I do like dessert whenever I have it. And if I go with ice cream, Ample Hills has the best ice cream, in my opinion. Um, just me stating that Ample Hills, I hear your dad yelling from a couple miles down the street, crush and flush. That's a funny story. We'll maybe talk about it a little later. But no, I think we should talk about it right now. Well, you can talk about it. You were there when it happened. Okay, so Ample Hills Creamery makes their own homemade waffle cones, and they are delightful. The problem is is they are very thin. 
So they put this, you know, it's hard ice cream. So you put hard ice cream in a very, very thin waffle cone and they break. <laughs> so, and, and I mean, just, just to be clear, this is not the cheapest ice cream cone you're ever going to eat. Like it's worth it, but it's pretty expensive. <laughs> so my dad, poor guy, he goes up, orders a homemade waffle cone, gets whatever old man ice cream he picked that day. And the lady hands it to him, he pays for it, goes outside, he takes a bite, and the whole cone breaks. So he decided that he was going to start calling these cr- these cones crush and flush because they crush and you can't even salvage it. You just dump it in the toilet and flush it down. Mm-hmm. Now, as a remedy to this, they do also have waffle bowls, which is what I get because they're still homemade, but they go in a, in a plastic bowl first. And then you get the other bowl so you can still eat it, but it doesn't get all over the place. Yeah, and even with that option, he will still get the cone and just, That's it, it's true. just crushed. I He's mean, by the time you're up on the bridge on the way to Epcot, it's all over the place. But yeah, I mean, flavors there, they, my three favorite flavors that they have, I can, I almost never can make up my mind even after looking at all of them and waiting in line. But my three favorite flavors are the chocolate milk and cookies. Which is which is pretty much cookies and cream only with chocolate ice cream. Uh, peanut butter wins the cup, which is vanilla ice cream with uh, Reese's peanut butter cups in it. And baked unbaked, which is vanilla ice cream that has cookie dough in it. And it also has, um, I guess, their version of their, their baked cookies. So, yeah, those are my three favorites there. And that is my favorite dessert. We're going to talk about my favorite also real fast because it's their their signature flavor it's called ooey gooey butter cake i have no idea what ooey gooey butter cake is i don't want to know because i think it's basically just a bunch of butter slapped in some ice cream with cre- i think it's got cream cheese Maybe so brown it's sugar. brown sugar and cream cheese and butter it's very it's delightful and very creamy but i don't want to know what's in it because that would stink um, they do not accept the dining plan there, but you can pay with your magic band. So that's nice as a as an, a side note. Yep. Okay. So now our honorable mention. I feel like we had some really good options, and sometimes it's just really hard to, to pick another one. So I'm going to butcher this one again. My honorable mention pick is Trattoria Al Forno. It is an Italian restaurant that is on the boardwalk behind Epcot. It is one table service credit per person. Uh, and like I just said, it's Italian food. You start with this amazing ciabatta bread. You can get wine. Um, I, do they do homemade olive oil? I believe is, it is. Is that their, is that their, their thing? Um, but they have a few different seafood appetizers. Uh, I get the chicken parm. The portions are just huge, but it's so good. It's enough for a late night snack left over, unless you have a big stomach like me and you want to eat it all. But it's really good. I also had a second honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Where, why do you keep breaking the rules? Because, well, I picked Apple Hills Creamery, but we just talked about it. Oh, okay. So, there you go. Well, we that's that's a good it. pick. Okay. Nice pick. Nice pick. Thank you. So Last but not least, yeah, Zach's honorable mention my is... My honorable mention is at Disney Springs... And it is Chef Art Smith's Homecoming. Mm. And after saying that, I could sum it up in two words. 
and that is fried chicken. And it is the best fried chicken that I've ever had. I have by far gone out of my way just to get this fried chicken. I have, I've spent 12 hours in Orlando before, um, rented a car from the airport, drove to Disney Springs, ate dinner, drove back from Chef Art Smith's, and left the next morning. It, it is, that in my opinion, is worth it. Uh, I've gone there as many times as possible on trips not saying we go there multiple times per trip but if we have an extended trip i try to make our way over there um it they have hush puppies there i believe you they're red pepper jelly so so their hush puppies come with a side of pimento cheese and red pepper jelly and when you say that out loud it sounds gross but there's a reason that it's on the menu so i decided to give it a try and it is cool and sweet and spicy all at the same time definitely worth a try they also have it on a chicken sandwich that i get that's that's really good too so it's one of those places where they also have donuts yeah donuts and they they don't have they don't have chicken and waffles they have fried chicken and donuts which the donuts are fantastic as well and it is a ginormous meal so if you get fried chicken and donuts, you won't need a dessert because you have the fried chicken dinner and a side dish of macaroni and cheese or mashed potatoes with sausage gravy, and then you get two donuts with it afterwards, and it or you mix it together. But you're but on vacation, so you can have it, dessert after. Yeah, Chef Art Smith's, I remember we went there for the first time, um, and he was actually there. It yeah. was our. It was We went down for a weekend, and... We didn't know anything about the place, and we stopped on in, and the food was really great. And next thing you know, he was sitting at the table next to us, so we got a chance to meet family. him. Yeah. And it, yeah, Chef Art Smith is definitely my honorable mention. I almost put it ahead of the boathouse, but it is a very close second for me. Just, I think, to note for that, too, I do recommend dining reservations for that restaurant. Yes. Uh, I recommend dining reservations for all of these places, actually. But Chef Art Smith's is one of the places that if it's not a weekend, there's a pretty good chance that you can walk up and get a table in like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, And Chef Art Smith's is one table service credit per person. So, I mean, it's worth it. Disney Springs, maybe we should do our our own episode on that. We really can over the past few years. It's really revamped itself and it's it's given it a a fun place to be kind of for grown-ups that you don't have to be in the park. Yeah, if if you haven't if you haven't been to Disney Springs since they changed the name to Disney Springs is what I tell people. If you were there whenever it was just downtown Disney, uh, you really should get back there. It is an unbelievable place. You can spend multiple nights there, or even during the day, you can walk around and see all the specialty shops. And the food is just awesome. You you could spend the whole week in Disney World. And go eat dinner at Disney Springs every night. It's great. Your parents do that. My parents do that. My parents stay at Saratoga Springs and they'll they'll walk across the way to go to Disney Springs and eat dinner for three or four nights. So, all right. That's all I got. So with that, I do believe that concludes us talking about food, and that makes me want to go eat. So I think I'm going to do that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that we provided some insight 
into places that we enjoy and that we hope that you will enjoy as well. Uh, On episode three, in a few weeks, we're going to discuss the different modes of Walt Disney World transportation. So how do you get there? How do you get around once you're there? It's really... It, I mean, it's unique. You you don't have to be driving all over the place. You don't have to worry about getting yourself places. So we will we will work on that and talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. For more information about booking your vacation please send me an email at rachel at smallworldbigfun.com or sending me a message on my Facebook page, Rachel Tilvis, Small World Big Fun. Have a magical day!